Hey, welcome everyone. Hope you are having a sensational day. Uh, I'm actually buzzing at the moment. I am in a dark hotel room in Sweden, which is really, really cool. But super excited to have my my buddy um, from uh, America, the amazing Rob Sperry. Rob, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. That's the first thing I thought when we got on before everyone else. I'm like, this guy's like Batman, Gotham City over here crushing it making it happen but uh anytime i get a chance to chat with you and train with you and train your audience i just get so excited i mean someone like you that's got so much expertise so much knowledge podcast books uh just top one percent of all the leaders and yet you're one of the most coachable people i've ever met and i think that's just a huge learning lesson no matter how much we learn we always have more to learn so even though I teach a lot, I learn a ton from you and I'm excited to be on here. Hey, mate. Well, I'm super stoked. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, it, it was, I don't know, it feels like yesterday, but it was probably a couple of months ago we were out in Dubai, wasn't it? Must be a couple of it, months now. It feels like just yesterday and now it's, it was, it was February. So March, April, May, three and a half months. I love it, mate. Crazy. Time flies. Well, hey, mate, look, I'm really excited to be bringing you uh, online. And uh, for those of you that are watching live or even checking out YouTube or or the podcast, you are in for a real treat this evening. This guy, Rob Sperry, runs amazing events. In fact, actually, this mastermind event I was at in Dubai three and a half months ago, it seems, uh, was probably, in fact, definitely the best investment I've made in myself since I've been in this industry for 21 years. It was a game-changing event, and, uh, and I'm really, really grateful. But Rob comes with a real caliber, and he'll tell us a little bit about his story. You know, he's been very successful in the field of network marketing, social selling, you know, becoming one of the very best. But taking that transition into um, being a generic coach, being recognized as the number one generic coach in the United States, written some insane books, particularly one of my favorites, um, is the rank advancement book that you launched probably i don't know if that was this year yeah, january um, january yeah i mean you may have gotten it in march with shipping but january now i think it got there in january for you yeah no mate absolutely epic i know that the team uh are loving that as well so rob would you mind you know for those because we've got a massive influx of new people that are coming to the business you know i told you very briefly we've just opened up international doors across 17 markets which is super exciting for us and you can probably share a little bit on your thoughts on that as well but tell us a little bit about obviously yourself so people can get a bit of an understanding of you know where you come from who you are and what your passions are right now today yeah absolutely so i was a tennis club instructor and that's what i did i taught tennis i played semi-professional tennis played college tennis and then i ran a tennis club and i thought that was the dream job i wanted to own my own tennis club and then i realized that they don't really build too many new tennis clubs. They tear them down and put, you know, some real estate, some condominiums, uh, you know, some houses and stuff because of how expensive they are. It's more of a passion. So I'm like, what's my real passion? My real passion is I just want to do something I, I feel like I'm good at and I, I want to make a ton of money. And some of you are like, did he just say make a ton of money? Yeah, because I knew what the money was for. I wanted to make a ton of freaking money because I wanted to go on seven plus family vacations every year. I, I knew this, like I knew this in the beginning because my dad always taught me that he grew up filthy rich. And he said, look, the money is nothing unless you understand the value of it. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, it's memories. And that's where for me, my mantra has become as Craig knows, die with memories, not with dreams. So I do go on minimum seven family vacations every 
single year. And I do at least one to two with my wife without the kids. Cause that's when I get my wife back when the kids aren't there. I always joke around about that. I get full focus, right? Us guys were just needy. I don't think I'm needy, but I think we're just needy, right? Like as we go. So I uh, did that and started building in the network marketing industry, became the number one recruiter out of a million distributors. I built my business in 40 countries. And now fast forward, podcasts been listened to by 128 countries last they checked. I've written eight books. And uh, let's just say that that's the highlight reel. I failed forward and have like thousands, maybe tens of thousands of failures in between then of saying the worst thing anyone could ever say. Uh, you know, doing the, the worst type of follow-ups and invites and like presentations were so bad. My Facebook lives were so bad when I started doing those and all of those, but I transitioned into coaching years ago. I don't even know how long it's been, four years ago, five years, I don't know. And that's all I've done now is I just focus on helping network marketers from all different levels uh, really level up their business and help them to have breakthroughs. And so it's it's been a ton of fun because even though, like I said earlier, I'm the teacher, I'm the coach. I got all these legends like Craig sharing with me their secret sauce strategies. So I'm like teaching and then absorb, absorb, absorb from this leader, that leader, this leader, this country, that country, this market, that market. So it's been fun. And I can't tell you how excited I am for all of you because I know what that means. Having access, having better access to all of these different markets because we know success lifts speed. And now you got this momentum. It's like this wave has been created. But do you want to be the person that's on the beach and says, oh, I saw Craig surfing or body surfing. I saw him. Or do you want to be the person that paddles? And if you paddle, the wave will do a lot of the work, but you still got to do your part. And you got to paddle. So you don't want to be the person that was there and saw the Craig Whites of the world surfing or body surfing. Or do you want to be the person that catches the wave? And that's where it's up to you. You've seen, you're starting to see what's happening. You see the buzz. Now it's time for you to put all out focus. I'm not telling you how many hours. Each person's different. It's me like, Rob, I got to work 40 hours a week. I'm just saying when you work, work. When you work, work and put all that focus. Yeah, I mate, love that. You know, it's really funny that you or interesting that you you mention, you know, surfing, body surfing. You know, I've lived, when I returned from traveling back in 2001 and made my kind of step into this industry, I've kind of lived my life with this mentality of be the storm to create the wave. Like, because that's really our responsibility. You've got to be like that whirlwind of activity and energy to to be the force to create your future, to, you know, always look at this kind of mindset of, you know, the wave surfing is almost like living the dream kind of, and I guess similar analogy to, to what you're sharing there, but you've got to be the one to create that wave, to paddle out and to capture it, you know, and I love that, I love that you shared, shared that. So something you mentioned um, just a, a moment ago, you talked about becoming the the top recruiter in um, an, a network of a million distributors. And obviously you were you know, expanding your business ac across 40 markets. And I've heard you talk about before, probably personally, but also uh, in your one of your books, you can't remember which one, but one of them with regards to recruiting up and that kind of mentality, how that was your focus from the early days. So can you tell us a little bit about you know, your strategies for consistently recruiting at a high level to become the number one recruiter. I mean, to do that, that's an like, epic achievement. You know, what can you share with everyone to really level up their recruitment focus and results? You know, what's ironic is I didn't even have the goal of being in the top hundred. I didn't even think it was possible. I was just trying to survive and have success. And I was so scared of failing 
that I took all out massive action to get ahead. And as I hyper-focused on the income producing activities and reaching out to new people more and more and more, of course, I had some of that. But what I looked at is, is think of it this way. Let's say on a scale one to 10, you're a seven. If you focus on people that are going to say yes to you, then you, if you go for the really, really easy, you're going to find fives. It's not even sixes, fives. And we're not judging people as a human being, okay? We're all equal as human beings. We're talking about just skill set uh, in the business. And of course, if they know someone like you, or if you know them, then they've got to know someone like you. So what we say is every dud knows a stud. Now, I preface it as, again, that's not judging him as a human being. I would never, ever do that. My mom is the worst sales skill set on the face of the planet. And she's one of the people I love the very, very most and value the very most. So when we say every dud knows a stud, make sure you understand the context of it. It's if they know you, they know someone like you. So I'll come back to that in a second. So sevens recruit fives because, you know, six is going to be a little bit of work. They, you have a little more credibility, but a five, you got a lot more credibility. Well, then what happens? The five does the same thing. The five recruits threes. And what does the three do? The three recruits ones. Eventually you wonder why, well, my business sucks. My business isn't growing anymore. And there are different aspects to this, but as you're building your business, that's why if you're seven, you want to reach up, not reach down as much as you can. Now, again, I'll talk about reaching down later, but we reach up and we're trying to increase the influence, increase the impact, increase the leadership. And so I was always looking for the highest caliber people. And at first it was a limiting belief feeling like, well, why would they say yes to me? And so I started doing this exercise in my mind. And maybe one day we'll write a whole book on this, this little section here as I'm thinking out loud of things that I did and I taught is I started um, really doing this exercise of, why they should say yes. Why they should say yes. Because think about this. This is what we do. Oh, I can't reach out to Craig. He's way too successful. Oh, Sally, I can't reach out to her because she's never had any success. So she would suck at this. Oh, Julie, I can't reach out to because she has no time at all. Oh, Samantha, I can't reach out to because she has way too much time. She's lazy. You see how our brains start like we rationalize every reason why they shouldn't do it. And we think we're working in our minds because we're thinking, you know, about this person. And it's almost like we feel like we approach them. You haven't even approached them. So I started doing this exercise in my mind of why they should do it. Oh, they have insane credibility. Well, then they get it. They understand leverage if they've had success or if they have credibility or they've got the contacts. Like they'd be crazy not to do this. And I started coming up with this attitude with every single person I spoke to. And it made such a huge difference with my passion, and my energy. And then I thought... Well, could they be better than me? Well, yeah, if you're seven and they're nine, of course they could be better than you. So can't you show them what you did wrong? Can't you show them what to do right? Can't you reach up to other mentors like the Craigs in your organization that can help foster that credibility and mentorship? Absolutely. So can't they be a lot better than you? Of course they can. So stop making yourself the issue. When you're talking with them, look, it's about them. It's not about you. It's about them. The second thing is, is that's our focus. But that doesn't mean we start excluding of, oh, Sally's a five. And Rob said, if I'm a seven, to not reach down. No. I said, your focus is trying to sponsor the highest caliber people you can. But we still need to open our mouths to have success. So if I start talking to the five, if I'm a seven, in my mind, 
see people for what they can become, number one. So I start seeing them for what they can become. Number two is, if they know me, they know someone like me. So they may be a five, but distributors sponsor other distributors. Leaders sponsor circles of influence. So I'm getting in their circle of influence and saying, you know what? Who is the most credible person you know? Who are the most successful five people you know? And what I'm doing is I'm going down to be able to reach way back up as I do this business. So that's kind of the combo. Now I need to write all that down and we need to, maybe we need to do another book and Craig can help me on that. But and explain that whole thought process and theory as you go. But that's that's a large part. Of course, there's more to it. Of course, there's duplication. But that's part of the duplication is what I just taught you is the best way to duplicate is get someone launched properly. Like, think about it. Best way to duplicate is if you constantly launched everybody properly over and over and over again, that's your duplication model right there. That is the most simplistic, most efficient, best way to create duplication is to sponsor. And then people are like, well, duplication and retention is more important than recruiting. No, that's not true. Retention is absolutely critical and important, but guess what? If you don't have any recruiting, there's no one to retain. So that's where it starts and begins, right? We want to go to retention because it's a lot easier to think of the systems and reach out to Betsy and say, hey, girl, how can I help you? I'm here for you. Can I help you? Right? And it's like, rather than reach out to the new person that could reject you and, oh, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I hated rejection. I took it personally, even though everyone's like, don't take it personally, right? If you go and order and you get some coffee and the, the waiter says, or the waitress says, do you want any coffee? And you say, no, they're not offended. They're like, so don't you be offended. Some say yes, some say no. It didn't matter what people told me. I was so offended, even if I didn't show it on the outside. So that's, that's my answer to really help out as far as sponsoring, recruiting and sponsoring up and then sometimes going down and then going back up. Yeah, fascinating. You know, it's it's interesting, and uh, until until then, I didn't really think. I actually spoke to a guy yesterday afternoon who, I guess, if I go back a few years, even just a few years, I probably wouldn't have approached him. He's uh, the C, um, CEO of a big investment bank in America. He's based in Copenhagen and multi multi millionaire. Anyway, I just had a really good chat with him yesterday, and he just wants to make a difference. I mean, he invests in a lot of things. He wants to make a difference to people. Never had any any connection with network marketing. Discussed, um, obviously, how you know the business is really positively influencing people all around the world at the moment. And he's like, "Do you know what? Like, I, I actually, I really want to have a look at this. The guy's a multi, multi, multi millionaire, but he's interested. Now, I don't know where it's going to go. Like, it, but it's nice to communicate with somebody." that I connected to at an event years ago and from time to time we've interacted on each other's social media um but just such a really really nice guy and I think you know you just sometimes got to be brave what's the what's the the worst that can happen I guess that when you, you you're just going to have a great conversation you're going to connect with somebody step out of your comfort zone and maybe learn to raise your own game like for me raising my game to speak to somebody of that caliber was like when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, wow, actually. But then, you know, people are people, mate, right? People are people. And like you said, like, what's what's the worst they say? They say no, like, you know what? Get over it. Like, big deal. Some are going to say yes. Some are going to say no. Like, it's just, it's all part of the process as we go and we build. So, yeah, bring it on. So from a, a, a rank advancement kind of 
focus? I mean, obviously you talk about recruitment. Um, you know, we know like uh, procrastination can be the uh, lover of evil in our business, but I guess we all do it. Um, you know, where, what kind of advice, you know, from your experience, you know, for people that are like maybe new to the business or learning to trying to get into a groove? I know we've discussed things over over time but it'd be really nice if you can share some ideas and thoughts with people about i guess removing excuses and accelerating their success like now especially maybe share some things as well on your your kind of knowledge on international you know sponsoring as well yeah i think we just complicate the business too much um and we got to go back to the basics and it's our own insecurities that we feel like are these big voids and gaps that we need to fill and we don't want to quit the business, but we can't handle the rejection and the different fears that come along with it. So that's where we start trying to become experts on everything, the comp plan, the products. I need to study this market. I need to study that. And we confuse being busy with being productive, right? In a job, you, you work X amount, you get paid X amount. So we're used to trading time for money. And so we still have this deep down subconscious association to trading time for money. And because of that, we feel like because we're not quitting, that we're going to have success. Not quitting is, is a necessary step, but it's not enough. Like if you're going to climb a mountain, not quitting would be maybe, you know, maybe it's a mile, but the mountain's 10 miles to climb for success. So you're not going to do a mile and then all of a sudden stop and say, wow, I'm crushing it. No. You're stuck there, which is, is good. You made progress, but you got to keep making progress. And so procrastination is, is a way that we cope and deal with our insecurities, if you really think about it. That's what procrastination is. Insecurities with different fears. And so you got to simplify the business and understand that successful people just do the basics better. That's it. They just do the basics better. I mean, the successful people do the basics better in social media. They do the basics better as far as inviting. They do the basics better following up. So as you're building your business, I'm a big believer that we don't ever lack motivation. We lack, we lack a vision. When the vision is, is clear, then we always have the motivation. So challenge your vision. Now, vision doesn't have to be this huge, grandiose vision, like insane. For example, if someone brand new started today, I'm not going to say to him, hey, Ruth, did your why make you cry? And Ruth's looking at me like, Rob, I just started today. I just want to make my money back. And I'm over here like, but did your why make you cry? Are you bawling yet? And I'm like, you are weird, right? So understand that vision is different things for different people at different times, right? You're going to have a different vision when you're eight months in the business versus day one. So vision is just what helps create uh, people making their decisions, right? And Tony Robbins says every decision we make is based on our association to pain or pleasure. If I go to the gym and there's more association to pain, then that New Year's resolution is going to be gone very soon. If I go to the gym and the association is like Craig, right? His association is he's like, I got to look really good in that small pink Speedo, right? He's got this vision so clear. He's like working out, pumping the iron, staying in an extra 10 minutes. So that extra, extra small pink Speedo looks fabulous, right? But the vision's clear. It's the same thing. You're going with your friends, right, on a trip. And you're like, oh, 
be in that that bathing suit. I got to look good. So the vision's really clear. But when it's not, it's just it's it's like a hope that's thrown out to the wind. And you never know, never would know which way it's going to blow in the wind. And so for you, you you challenge the vision, even if it's a small vision. Maybe it's a small vision that's big to you. Maybe it's make an extra hundred dollars a month because it's going to, you know, help get new tires for your automobile. Right. Uh, maybe it's to go on that family vacation. Maybe it's what well, it doesn't matter what it is. It's something. And you create that. And then what you do is you create a, a small win streak. We're too hard on ourselves. We The best way to get started is to start doing. That's what Walt Disney says. The best way to get started is to start doing. So we start doing small, small, small things to help us, right? How do you climb the mountain? One step at a time. So how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So what you do is, is you start saying, okay, I'm going to create something really small. And then you build up and you build up and you build up. And you build up that endurance, right? And you build up that that discipline muscle where eventually it becomes bigger and it becomes better. And so that's what I like to do. And so it could be as simple as you're not going to miss personal development. And so you just do, even if it's two minutes a day, your goal is an hour a day, but you're not missing ever. So even two minutes. Eventually, if you've gone 63 straight days without missing personal development, you're probably not missing day 64. You're not missing day 65. All of a sudden, that small little win streak becomes a habit. That habit starts to form a brand new identity. And so a lot of you have imposter syndrome and you keep self-sabotaging your business and you keep getting to this rank and stuck and stuck and stuck and stuck because that's where you've set your thermostat, your identity, right, of success. And so I'm trying to help to go above that thermostat with small little simple steps so we can keep raising the temperature of success as you go. And so I look at it with these new emerging markets. It's the basics. Who do you know that lives in? Who do you know that loves to visit? Who do you know that loves this country? Who do you know that's been to? Who do you know that has connections to? Right? It's like the simple questions. Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Fill in the blank, social media posts, stories, asking people specifically. And what happens is it leads you to other people. But a lot of times they're like, well, why? Because like, we're blowing up. We're doing this and this and this. Well, I'm interested. I know this person who knows this person and this person. So it actually can help you build in your current markets. I actually, when I focused on international, I crushed it the most in my own market because it made my own market bigger, a bigger excuse where I was currently building. So I know that's a mouthful. That's a lot. There we go. Hey, look, mate, I totally, totally agree. I think like the biggest for us, I still be, believe the biggest platform for growth is in the UK and Ireland, but it's certainly, for me, it's opened the eyes to existing connections that probably wouldn't have looked at the business in the in, in the past, or there's a new way to approach people. And and I think that's really, really important. So yeah, I can, I can understand how, how that's going to make a big difference. And I know when we were out in in Dubai, I think, you know, more often than not, you know, global businesses seem to typically have most of their sales volume in two markets. Generally, that was right. Will. Yeah. So let's give you the example of even my 40 markets. Guys, it sounds really cool. But what happens is, is we all count anyone we get from any market. Substantial volume in 40 markets. There isn't a company that does that, let alone a distributor. 
I mean, as far as companies that are doing over a million dollars in, in sales in more than 10 markets, it's, it's probably less than five, just to give you an idea. So it's typically two. And if you're like crushing like next level, maybe three, but it's, it's, it's typically two and you don't know which one's going to take off, but that's really, really good insight and perspective. Love it. I know, I know when we were out in Dubai, you, you, you talked about uh, what's your number. It was something you, I know, you, you know, you were kind of, I know you've just been talking about obviously vision and, and it kind of reminds me back about taking me back when you were talking about being more intentional with your time in your business and, you talked about this mindset of what's your number and then obviously you talked about vision and environment and, and discipline, I think. So, you know, do you want to share like with these guys? I know where uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I'm really, really grateful that you're here. But do you want to share a little bit with people about this kind of mindset of what's your number? Yeah. Most people don't know what they want. They say they do. They want time or they want money. Like, what does that represent? What does it look like? In the beginning, we're not super clear. Like I said, it's not your why doesn't make you cry at the beginning. It expands and it grows. So the beginning is simple, but as it expands and grows, it becomes deeper. It becomes bigger. It becomes more clear. And as it becomes more clear, I, I give examples. For me, it was seven family vacations every year. For me, it was I have four kids. And I said, someday I want to be able to take all my kids and their future spouses, assuming I like them, and all the grandkids, right? That's a big if. I got to hold them hostage a little bit, especially the son-in-laws, you know, someday we'll see. My oldest is 17. He's a boy though. And I want to take all the future, future spouses, my kids and grandkids on a trip every year, all expenses. This is when I was broke. I created this. Um, I created a lot of other goals I won't go into. And a lot of them have been achieved and a lot of them still have it. And then I looked at that and then I started to reverse engineer and say, okay, what's the number I need to reach to be able to hit these different types of goals? And as I achieved them at different moments, I created new ones. So I won't share what it is. It's personal, but um, a couple of friends I've shared with, and we have dates that I have a specific goal that I'm going to hit as far as a net worth in four years. And that number has a purpose. It's There's things allocated to it. It's not to just make more money. Just throwing out a number to make more money will never, ever work. When you read your rank advancement blueprint and you start advancing through the ranks and then you get to the section all on legacy leadership, you'll understand what I mean. At the beginning, you're kind of like, yeah, but until you get there, you'll understand. And I started creating that and that really helped drive me and gave me purpose. And so for all of you, you got to create a number because if not, it's always more and you're going to fill your insecurities with more money and more money and more money and more money. And maybe you were doing it for your family, but I see so many people lose their families because they work so hard trying to do it for their family and they lose sight of what that clear vision and that goal was. So now, not only do I have this number I want to hit, and I'm going to hit, but I'm going to do it working 25 hours a week on average because I worked my butt off. I put my time in and part of my goals that I created years and years ago is I said, someday I'm going to coach my kids' high school tennis teams. I make zero dollars. Six months of the year, I work 25 to 30 hours a week coaching, going to traveling to these matches and setting things up and doing dinners after and stuff. And then of course, just practicing with them 25 to 30 hours a week, six months of the year, my son and my daughters. And I just finished my sons like three weeks ago. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I've, 
I've got seasons for tennis. I got to plan most of my masterminds before or after. And I got to get done what I got to get done. So not only did I create a number goal, what I did is, is I created a number of our goals so that my efficiency and focus focused on abundance and leverage. And I had to shatter many limiting beliefs. And so, yes, it goes with, you know, what's your vision? How clear is it? And then after that, you got to see what your, what your surroundings, what's your environment? Because if I'm an alcoholic and I say my vision is to stop drinking and then my environment's got alcohol next to my bed and in my pantry and my refrigerator and all over the house, that's like a seed trying to plant a seed and say grow and you just throw it on your, you know, on your kitchen floor. It's not going to grow. It's in the wrong environment. And then the third thing is, is if you have the right environment, then what you're going to do is you're going to create the right discipline, right? The disciplines are giving up some of your likes to gain more of your loves. And then from there, it's going to be able to create your habits, and create those win streaks I talked about. And that's the formula for success. Vision, environment, discipline, and habits, which create win streaks, which increase energy, which help you to just absolutely crush it. Easier said than done. I'm still challenging myself in all aspects of my life to get better and better, right? To create the right vision and then create the right environment. But I know you can do this. I know you can make it happen. You got a company that's too good. You got leadership that's too good. You got products that are too good. You got international markets that are open now. It's too good. The question isn't, can you do it? The question isn't, is it worth it? You can do this. And yes, it's worth it. The question is, is what are you going to do right now to progress your business? And don't be so hard on yourself. Some days you walk, some days you crawl, some days you sprint, some days you jog. But your goal is to always constantly be making progress. Because then you can look back and you'd be like, I climbed that mountain. And then you're going to go climb down the mountain and you're going to go bring more people with you every single time. And each time it's going to become easier and easier. It doesn't make it easier ever to climb the mountain, but it will make it easier and easier. Yeah, absolutely love that, man. It's not that it's not just the journey, it's who you're on, it's who you're riding with, right? I think the quality of our life certainly lies within the quality of our relationships. Mate, I'm I'm really, really grateful for you jumping on uh this afternoon for you and this evening for us over here in Europe. Um just remind me, like, so I'm going to try because obviously I've not got them to hand and my brain's a little bit frazzled. But um, with uh, it's five books you've offered now, is that right? Is it five or is it more? Because you've got Game and Net Game and Networking, Game of Conquer. I can't remember the exact name. How to build a six figure the six figure income book. I can't remember the exact name. Rank Advancement Blueprint, and then obviously you've just launched the Ultimate Script book as well, I believe. Here we go. So this one was first. Yep. I actually suggest that people read this first because mindset will eat skills and system for breakfast. Yep. And then this one second. I probably should start teaching that because people ask. And then this one third. Yep. Um, right? Is it deeper? Really this one can be actually before the blue one. So it could be before this. Um, they're kind of go together. So those are my four like personal main ones. And then little ones like this one is just, I mean, it's literally all recruiting, no fluff, just straight tactics. And it's 30 pages, super short. And that's on Amazon. And then these are the book collabs. So recruit your way to six figures. Yep. Um, so all of those. So oh, man, um, I've got, yeah. I can't remember. I forgot them now looking at them. <laughs> 
<laughs> so t- tell me, I know the script books just actually um, recently been launched. Tell me a little bit about your your philosophy on scripts and then we will um, see if there's any quick questions from people and we'll go from there. So your kind of mindset on scripts and why you brought this script book out. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just checking as you say that and then I'm going to answer this question because people ask for links and I've got so many links now I forget. But bookbundle.robsbury.com and that should have most of them all in one place. Um, that's the best deal. You can go to Amazon as well, but bookbundle.robsbury.com. So um, the your question was my theory on scripts. So the reason why I was hesitant and never wrote a book on scripts or even taught scripts is because I felt like they were too robotic and they were too impersonal. But it was one of the top questions that I constantly got. And so eventually I thought through the process and I said, you know what? I always teach extract the principle, right? As you're teaching people and apply the technique with your style or personality. And so because of that, I said, you know what? I can teach the principle. So in this, for example, this script book here as we go, I mean, I'll just pull up one. These are strategies, um, first, first interactions and simple invites. So it goes through that and it says it will teach the principle right before you go into it. So it will say, okay, here's exactly what you can say. But then I teach, okay, the principle is short and sweet. The principle is urgency synonymous with wealth. The principle is this. And here are some ideas of technique. But if this doesn't work for your style of personality or the words you would use, insert your own. And so I think people confuse that when they're learning and listening to trainings. They're like, well, Craig says it just like this or Rob says it just like that. Yeah, but what's the principle? We're using our own style and personality. What's the timeless principle everyone should use? And when you can understand that, it helps a ton. And that's what I teach throughout this book because I just felt like scripts were just taught improperly many times. And so this book took, you know, a while to write. And then I reached out to Coach Brian Fryer, my friend. I'm like, I'm stumped. I'm 60% done. You fill in the rest and then I'll come back and I'll look at it. Like, that's exactly what I said to him, probably word for word. So he's like, all right, I'd love to. And we just go back and forth and teach like, I mean, it's, there's probably like 40 at least different scripts that give you from everything from Instagram to LinkedIn to different platforms to follow up to cold messaging to warm messaging to if they ghost you to all that stuff. So it's, I mean, it's a super simple read, but it's, it's 105 pages, no fluff, just straight to the point as we go. Love it. Hey, well, mate, uh, a massive thank you. So just a reminder, everyone, I think you, you said bookbundlerobsperry.com. Um, also, uh, you've got Network Marketing Breakthroughs uh, by Rob Sperry is your podcast, which is, yeah. uh, I know we've got some big fans on here, mate. So a lot of people will know. I know a lot of you guys may be catching the replay. Um, so make sure you hashtag replay, connect with Rob. Um, anyone got a quick question for Rob before we go? There's got to be at least one question for for rob um hey, just, jerry like, what's happening we got luba your better half son we got yeah you know. luba's uh luba's on we got gary this uh gary just did her first launch zoom last night into bulgaria so she's originally from sofia or sofia if i get it i never pronounce it correctly but it's uh anyway the capital of bulgaria um so uh super cool any questions before we uh are you still practicing the axe throwing rob <laughs> i've only been twice and both times is when i went to the mastermind 
And here's my quick lesson on this. I went in, I'm just going to be totally honest. I thought it was going to be good. And I went in and the first like nine throws, like they would hit it and it wouldn't stick. And I'm like pissed off inside, but I'm not sure on the outside. I'm like, I thought it was going to be good. So I thought to myself, like, what do we teach people? The ability to learn how to learn is the greatest ability one can have. So I had people start recording me and I looked at it and I said, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to start doing the opposite and changing and adapting until I figure it out. So when I was throwing it, for whatever reason, when I started throwing it and I started, it's called pronating in volleyball or tennis or throwing, where you kind of go like this with your wrist a little bit. So I started throwing and pronating a little bit when I would throw the axe and all of a sudden it started sticking. Pretty soon I threw 10 in a row, not like the bullseye bullseye, but in the bullseye kind of area. Everyone was like, what the crap? So we did a whole lesson on it in the mastermind. So then I threw an underhand and the first one hit the bullseye. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I'm done. The left hand threw at the bullseye. I'm done. Now, the second time I went and tried it and it took a second and then I started getting it a little bit. But it was just, it's like everything. You start figuring out, I need to take a step back, a step forward, release a little harder, softer. And then once you get it, you memorize it and do it better and better. That's what we do in, in everything. That's what we do in network marketing. Invite, invite this way, invite this way, start testing it. 20 invites this way, 20 invites this way, see which one works better and say, okay, this one I'm using. And then I'm going to create a variation of this one. And I'm going to split test again and again and again and again. And I teach that in this book until eventually you get it. Like it's the ability to learn how to learn. And so it was, it was fun to really, you know, just, just implement that and, and show people real life. It wasn't the plan. Love it. Love it. Hey mate, your axe frame would be epic here. Like that. Um, you know, the uh, Uppsala, I think, has got some kind of Viking tr kind of tradition. It kind of rings my bells for, in my mind. Sorry, the bells in my mind from years ago with, uh, you know, being learning something about Vikings and Uppsala. I drove past it today. I'm like, oh, Uppsala. Great, great area for you. Have you ever been to Sweden, Rob? Never. No, oh, mate, you need to stick it on your list. Beautiful country, beautiful country. Gary's just asked a question, so I'm going to ask because she is an absolute legend and massively successfully launched her business last night into Bulgaria. So I think her question should be asked just as a, a an added, you know, you rock kind of vibe. So what's the best way to successfully start new team members, please? Well, I'm glad you're helping with the pronunciation because it's so hard. So Gary, you know, Swin, I, know Gary, Nova. I know her well from social media. You know, when you know people like, cause you see them all the time commenting. So I feel like we know each other. So I'm glad we, we got the name right now. Um, so successfully launching someone is what I would do. I mean, obviously this could be an hour long training. So if I were to simplify it, the best way to get someone started is get them a small win right away. The best way to get someone started and launch properly is get them to reach out to new people right away. They're either going to bed with dreams because Sally and Julie and Sam and Johnny may join this business or may buy their products, depending on their approach, but they're going to bed with fears and nightmares. What do I say? How do I say it? No one goes to bed and wakes up more excited tomorrow. When they join, they're at their highest euphoria, their highest excitement. And so I know we get insecure and we want them to watch the training for the training, the training, but what do they need to know? They're not going to be able to explain anything in two days, four days, five days a week. Use the tools, use the system. And part of that is show them how simple it is. Yeah, that's okay. If you don't know the answers, I'll help you out. Your whole goal is to approach people, whether it's a product or business approach and get people to take a look. That's it. When I started really focusing on that, 
it helped me because every day that goes by that they don't do something, the, the odds of them ever doing anything go down dramatically in that first week. And if they haven't done anything for a week or reach out to new people, almost all are done. This is when they decide to do it as a business, not product users. And so that's why, you know, I really, really try to focus hard on that. Luba, the next mastermind, we, I don't know, do you guys say square footage or what do you guys call it? You say square footage? Square foot, yeah. yeah. For homes. Because I know we do feet, you guys do meters, so I didn't know what homes. So there's a 26,000 square foot log cabin. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's the largest. And in September, we're going to do one in Utah here with some insane, like, guest speakers that charge over 50 grand. And I'm calling in all the favors and they're coming in. And so we're going to do that in, in September, September 5th, I believe it is here. And then the one after that will be, I don't know location, but it will be February 23rd to the 27th of 2023. So there's your dates. Love it. Hey, well, mate, really, really grateful. Uh, have a fantastic afternoon. Make sure you connect with Rob. Uh, he's come obviously give some of his time for us this evening. If you're watching the replay, get involved, connect. And um, mate, thank you so much for your time, buddy. And um, we will look forward to uh, connecting with you soon. Have a wicked day, Rob. And um, thanks everyone for joining us. And we will look forward to another training coming soon. Take care, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll see you.